Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Tuesday version of Break the Cycle with DSD. That would be me. I am your host. Today, we got a topic that I pulled out of a comment that I got the other day. That's, uh, let's see if I can figure out where I'm at on all this stuff. It's like, how to disarm the narcissist and the fallacy of that question. But we'll get that into, get that in a moment. First, let's recognize the early morning crew. Oh, my glasses are not working well today. First on the list was ML. Uh, before the show started, was out there. So things are going good. Said, so how are things going? Things are going very well. And you also asked if we're gonna, if it's live. Yes, it is live. If you're on Tuesday, January 2nd at 6 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, yes, the phone lines will be open. The wise chat managers here with us says, good morning all, good morning to you, sir. And then Tim the Slacker <laughs> says, one meeting and I miss being first in the queue. Sometimes jobs get in the way of life with the boop emoji. Outstanding, that's funny. So, and I, my glasses are not, my vision is a little wonky today, so that may make it more interesting on trying to read some of the stuff, but we'll make it work. Jokelman's here says, morning, Tim and Wise. Morning to you, sir. Uh, let's see, who else am I? Out, out and back says, morning, Dwayne. Morning to you. And Heather says, what a great way to start the week. Outstanding. All right. Thank you guys for jumping right in. Let me roll over to uh, to this, and, and I'm going to just jump into this. Try to pull this up on the screen. Oh, that's going to be hard to read. <laughs> this, this is going to be an interesting day, I can tell. Okay, so I got this comment from an individual, uh, I think, yesterday. And the question from Master of Love is, how do you disarm... Uh, how do you disarm when a narcissist tries to provoke you or start an argument, then say that you're the one who started and blaming you? And I'm going to go through this after I read through it. Before all this happens, how do you disarm them and take and make a spectacle, spectacle out of them so that they see their own foolishness of their argument? I'm dealing with some next level narcissistic stuff is even funny the guy I live with. Temporarily, he was my mom's ex, yet he's the, the most man-child trauma, drama lunatic ever. He's a type of, I'm, I'm glad you recognize that, Masters of Love, because that's, that's part of it. Uh, he's the type of person that would come walking towards you and say, why are you coming towards me? While I'm just laying on my bed, or just sitting meditating. This is a level of narcissistic narcissism this person has. So, I I have some. I mean, it's it's a really good question, and unfortunately, I think the main problem that we have in this in these scenarios is equating a toxic narcissistic person to a normal person, thinking that they would respond in the same way, and we and Right off the bat, you need to recognize that they are not wired the same way most people are wired. They have a different mode, different agenda, and as a result of that, their motivations are, are and consequences in the way they look at things are different. Uh, and I'm just going to break this down on just through the, my thoughts on the different parts of what, what this individual had asked. So the first part is how do you disarm when a narcissist tries to provoke you? First and foremost, you have to understand that they live in a world where playing games is fun to them. They enjoy provoking their target, getting a reaction, not even necessarily getting them to do what they want them to do. It's just to get a response, Right. I mean, so normally a, a, a normal person would want someone to do something. It's like you need to get up and you need to go do the trash. I don't know why I'm using that as an example, but 
And then when you don't, or what, you know, they want you to do it. Whereas a toxic narcissist person is trying to get you to get angry and provoked. I mean, I've, I've talked to a few people who've had experiences where their toxic counterpart will provoke them to a reaction. And then when they react and finally get angry, they're like, oh, hey, you know, that's, you know, that was a good comeback or whatever. They turn it into a joke, right? So it's, they emotionally dysregulate you to get a response. And that's the payoff. That's what they're looking for. They're looking to get a response from you. And, and the, unfortunately, the best way to deal with that is a technique called gray rock. And what that's what you're and and it'll, it should make sense as I you know from what I was just, just was discussing because when you become a target that doesn't play their game that doesn't give them the reaction and the response then they're not getting what they need now now there's a couple of things that can happen one they could go find someone else to play with or they will escalate to try to see if another technique will accomplish their goal. So gray rock isn't the holy grail on this, but it is a, it is a technique that you can use to move move things in the right in the right direction. Now the next the next thing on this Next comment, he said, is, or starting an argument, then saying that you're the one who started and blaming you. Well, that is a classic example of blame shifting. Where they're doing something, they're trying to cause a problem, and then what they're doing is they're saying you're doing it. You know, they're, they're throwing it back. They're throwing it back on you to try to provoke a reaction. Again, understand, this is all part of a narcissistic, personality disorders, person's motive. Their goal is a response. Their quote-unquote narcissistic supply is your reaction. And as I mentioned on the previous comment, our previous slide, you, no, gray, gray Rock, do not engage. But unfortunately, you do have to be prepared for escalation. You have to be prepared them to try something else to get louder to to pivot their tactic on that now in his situation what i would expect is this person to get louder to maybe throw things to become more you know a more physical potentially response if it's a, if it let's say it was a more of a passive aggressive person then they would probably try to use guilt. They might try to fake tears. Anger could still be part of it, but you need to be prepared for the escalation. If you can and stay safe, again, don't engage. Maintain the gray rock. You know, just be like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but I mean, careful. You got to be careful how you say it because they're going to try through any part of this to try to, to, to grab something that they can hold on to, to try to eke out that reaction from you. The next part on disarming a narcissist is before all this happens, how do you disarm them and make a spectacle out of them? See here, here's the problem. We Oftentimes in our interaction with these, with these type of people, we get caught up in, in the idea that they will feel and respond as we would feel and respond if we were doing their same thing, right? Well, you know, if I was doing this stupid thing and someone pointed it out and was making me look like a fool, I wouldn't want to do that anymore, so I would stop or I would try something else. Again, you, you, the problem with a narcissistic person is 
they are looking for a reaction from you. And, and it's a control thing. They want to make sure that they, I guess make sure is not the right way to say it. They, what they're trying to accomplish is do they have control over you and your emotions? In other words, if I take my bony little finger and I go boop and you do what I, what I want you to do or what I think you're going to do or something, then I can go skip along my day thinking, ha ha, I was able to control this person's emotions. And it's, it's, it's just crazy. So trying to make a spectacle out of them or call them out. The only time that works is if you know something that is important to them, like if it is reputation, then maybe, right? I mean, it, that's about the only way you can do it is if like, if you can find the pain point for a narcissist to where you push that and they know that, oh crap, I don't want to do with that anymore because it makes me look bad. Now, I, I think this guy that's asking this question isn't necessarily, I mean, obviously he's not talking about it, you know, in a marriage and stuff like that. But, you know, oftentimes in our situation, if you can find a pressure point, there's a chance. Like, for instance, the call we had yesterday where the individual, you know, the ex was taking him back to court saying he was a horrible person, you know, child protective services, all that stuff. When her story started falling apart and there was a potential to start losing ground, they backed off. Now, it'll time will tell if that experience is enough to cause a change in that person's behavior. But so here's the thing. And this is what I got on the bullets on this one. You can't reason with them. You're not going to be able to say, you know, you're not going to be able to sit down with a narcissistic person and have a reasonable conversation about why their behavior and their, what they're doing is incorrect and not good. It, it, unfortunately, having that conversation is a victory to them because you're engaging. Again, they enjoy the fight. Trying to fight them on their terms is a waste of time. The analogy we often use for this is, you know, the, the whole pagan, you know, wrestling with a pig in mud is the pig likes wrestling in the mud. So you're not, you're not accomplishing anything playing on their terms. And then again, gray rock, you got to make it to where they're not getting the response slash reaction that they're expecting. You got to make it to where you are not the low hanging fruit that they can target. Now the problem in this person's situation and in a lot of our situations is you can't get away from them. You know, I mean, if this, this kid, I'm assuming he's, he's sound, he seems like he's probably younger. <laughs> I guess technically everyone's almost younger than me nowadays. And you know, you're, you're low hanging fruit because you're there, right? I mean, if a narcissist or a toxic person is having a bad day, and they want to have someone else have a bad day, they're going to see you sitting there meditating like he was talking about and try to poke you in the eye. The next part about this, he goes, he's the type of person that would come walking towards you and say, quote, why are you coming towards me while I'm just laying in my bed, just sitting and meditating? And this is gaslighting and cognitive dissonance, you know, Gaslighting, if you're not familiar, comes from an old movie, um, which I think was called Gaslight, where the protagonist and the and the thing and the and the uh, and the story was basically trying to steal something, and as they were doing it, the gases, the the lights that were powered by gas, were dimming because he was altering it down. So you know, the spouse or girlfriend or whatever was like, "Hey, what? You know, what's up with the lights? Oh, the lights are fine." that they're not Denny Demmer. What, you know, what's your problem, right? So you start questioning your reality. And now this example, you know, walking towards you and saying that, that's, that's just an aggressive mood to try to get you to fight with them.
but I mean, but that's a good example of that. So let's see. And that was, that was the topic for today on how to disarm a narcissist. If you, the, the people hanging out, like Leslie Leslie says projecting, great. I was going to ask if anyone has any other, other comments they wanted to uh, uh, add on to that. Oh, you also say they double down. Yeah, that's a great way to say that. They, that's what they do. They'll just, and that's, they'll ramp it up. And you have to expect that. I fell into that trap many times in the early parts of this where I'd figure something out. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got their number pegged. And the next thing I know, their technique changed that I wasn't expecting. And I'm backpedaling because I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. Whoops. I hate it when I do that. Clicked a button and my preview window comes up. So I'm going to see what we got going on in the comments. Maybe I should have cleaned my glasses before we started this. Uh, let's see. Oh, you got a lot of good comments. All right, so let me get back up here. I guess I should have been looking at these as, as I was going through. Um, all right. Watching, watching, watching. <laughs> Tim says, DST, I was watching Star Wars this weekend. There was a line about a Wookiee that loses a game and rips the arms off the opponent. That, that, that is one way to disarm. Outstanding. That's hilarious. That's funny. Oh, horrible but funny. Juckleman says, I watched a short that says narcissists are all about reactivity. They can't act but only react. That's interesting. A limitless babe. Haven't seen you around in a while. Hopefully you are doing well. It says, good morning, DSD. Love that the morning show is back. Well, thank you for participating. Uh, I, have to, I, haven't, I have to check your channel. I haven't been over there in a while. Anyways, Jokelman says, there is also Yellow Rock. I have not heard of Yellow Rock. See, I have been old in this. It says, there is also Yellow Rock and observe, don't absorb Yes, don't engage. Yeah, I mean, there's various techniques. And, it's, and the, the main point on this is just to have something in your back pocket that as this is happening, you can gravitate to it and say, okay, this is what's going on and, and this is the best way to approach it. You know, I mean, that's, I think that's the importance of these techniques is that it gives you a, a, a foundation and a playbook, right, to, to respond to it. Now, don't and just to throw it out here don't ever call someone and say i know what you are you're an npd i have you figured out because inevitably they'll go they'll search the youtubes they'll find this information and then it'll just help them in their their reign of terror to try to uh mess with you and not fun J316 says, hey, DSD, I appreciate all you do. Well, thank you, J316. I appreciate you saying that. Limitless Blabe says, mine emasculate, emasculated this summer. Escalated. Jeez. I'm like, that made no sense. <laughs> mine escalated, escalated this summer and finally dragged me back to court. God, we were talking about that the other day, that court is just the one way you just cannot get away from them. That's where we currently are. Yeah, and that, you know, and the crazy part on that is it's that balance. It's like, how do you deal with things to where you minimize the effects of, of what they're going to do? Like in my current situation, I mentioned that the other day, not even with my ex, but somebody who I was trying to, you know, have a good boundary on realized that, hey, if I go to court, they have to respond. So... Uh, sorry you're going through that limitless, limitless babe. Hopefully it's not, see, I say hopefully it's not too bad, but the problem is just the process is stressful. It's stressful and it, and it is expensive, especially if you have to do attorneys. So Jeff says, DSC on the blame shifting. I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh yeah. 
That's a good point. I'm trying to think. My ex used to do this thing. It's like, well, you make me feel this way. You know, and it was just, it was, it, it's kind of the opposite of that. Man, those were some, those were some good times, not. <laughs> Tim to why I said, this is the, there is also the Monty Python minor flesh wound. It is only a flesh wound. I, I don't know if you guys on the video part of this, if you can see, but I made the, uh, I made the text bigger and I'm not sure if it works or if it looks weird. All right. Okay, now I'm getting back to the current stuff. Oh, thanks, gentlemen. says, DSC, thanks for the PowerPoint slides. It's actually Keynote because I'm an Apple fanboy. But yeah, I'm glad it helps keep everything on, on track. I feel like I'm super mellow today. This is going to be, this is probably going to be a long day. Dragging myself back to work, getting you guys back out there as well. Out and back says they have to make a spectacle of themselves. If we try to expose them, we look vindictive. Oh my God, isn't that, that is so true. And it's so annoying. We were talking about that yesterday too, that you try to, you know, you try to, uh, to explain yourself. You try to, to out them. And the crazy result most of the time is we look like we are out of our minds. It's like we fall into their trap when we do that. This is the only, well, I'm trying to, to see where this comment Oh, see, there's some conversation going on in the chat that makes it, I, I, I miss part of it. So I guess I will just continue on. Leslie says, DSD, I've been watching you for, God, you're an OG. Uh, you are looking great. Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Thanks. God, it's hard to believe it's been seven years. So, okay, that is there. Miami Babe says, hey, y'all back with regular program. Yeah, just for anybody who's jumping in, um, I started up, did a solid week, and then I got sick right after, right after Christmas. Uh, so I did the Christmas Day show, and then pretty much the rest of the week, I was uh, not doing so well. So that kind of that messed up my, my mojo on this. Anyways, so yeah. Oh yeah, Leslie says I remember you talking as uh, walking through hardware stores. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember you mentioning that. Outstanding. Linda says Yellow Rock uh, is the same idea, I think, as your strategy, DSD, of letting them think they are winning. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think I, I know for a while there. At one point, I mean, maybe I shouldn't even say Gray Rock because I remember the person, somebody who was probably a toxic narcissist started attacking me directly, threatening to sue me because, you know, they're, they created the term gray rock. And every time I would say it, I was supposed to, you know, give them credit or something. And I'm just like, so I stopped using it. I even think I pulled my gray rock video down because it was just like, Oh dear God, you know? And then the person started acting like my ex, you know, it was just bizarre. I'm like, Whoa, okay. Good times. So it would not surprise me if people have coined different terms. So I have to look into that because that, that might be a better way to talk about it. So thank you guys for bringing that up. Let's see. Linda says, I use Yellow Rock with my siblings. Outstanding. I mean, not outstanding that you have to, have to do that, but it's good to have techniques that are helpful because it kind of, I don't know about you guys, but whenever you start figuring out ways to deal with things, it kind of empowers you. And, and instead of feeling powerless, and a victim, it feels like you're you're taking your power back. Sean says, "Good stuff." I don't think you can ever disarm them. Peace all. Yeah, it it's really tough. You, your best way to disarm them is to not to not become or not. Let me try that again. The best way is to not be a target for them. To to not give them what they're looking for to where they find someone else. I've actually used this technique at work. 
where I'll have like a boss who's, who's flipping out and focusing on me. And if I can get things calm and level enough with me and my team, typically they'll find somebody else to go play with. I, you know, just wait until someone else has a problem and they'll forget about you and they'll go focus on someone else. Ooh, I like this. Ted says, to disarm them, you have to remove the audience and attention from a narcissist to disempower them. Yeah, if they're not getting what they need uh, or it's not working out the way they are expecting, then they'll find someone else. See, now this is how boundaries are. That's why boundaries are so important because this is how these freaking people find their targets. Now, again, the, the gentleman that left the comment you know, he's in the house with this person, so it obviously complicates things. But if when they are, you know, when you're meeting people, if they test, because a lot of people, a lot of talk to people will routinely test things. And the whole purpose of that is to see, are you going to allow it? Will you make an excuse? If I, if a toxic narcissist does something and you make an excuse, you ignore it. And in their mind, they're like, okay, well, this person has a low boundary. So I can, I can mine this later. So <laughs> Linda says it's warmer. This is about yellow rock. It's warmer, less boring version of than gray rock. That's awesome. I love that. That's, that's outstanding. Limitless, Limitless babe says uh, mediation this month. And if uh, no resolution, we start trial process, but I don't have an attorney, so it's more expensive for him. Let's see what develops. You know, and the reality is, depending on what he's, I mean, what the issue is, and you don't have to say what it is. I mean, it's like, you know, it, you're probably fine. It's still stressful. I mean, I'm sure he's trying to just cut in, uh, contempt or something like that, saying you did something wrong. And that's what's sad part about the court system is that, you know, these, these people understand that they poke you in the eye there. I mean, you know, once you start doing gray rock or yellow rock or hybrid, no contact, all these different techniques, and it's like, crap, I'm no longer getting a reaction. What do I have to do to get them to play with me? I know I'll file something in court because you have to respond because if you don't, then it'll like a default judgment, like if limitless babe, whatever he's saying, if she didn't play his little game, then there's a strong possibility that the court would just turn around and say, okay, well, you know, he's asking for the stars and the moon and she's not here to say anything. So congratulations, you win. So Don Paul says, happy new year, uh, Dwayne. Don from New York City. Happy New Year to you too, sir. Hopefully it's starting out strong. Didn't see you yesterday. Might have to go rewatch yesterday's starting uh, 2024 strong video. Jeff says, I won't ever attempt to use narc tactics. Good idea. Uh, she's already trying to tell the kids that I'm the narc. They're fortunately old enough to have some understanding and come ask me about this stuff. Yeah, guys, I would, you got to be really careful See, I was thinking, you know, it's funny, Jeff, you say that because yesterday I, I was thinking about it and it was like, you know, I was having this idea in my head. It's like, you know, don't use your, our knowledge for evil because we could turn around. I, I, and the context I was thinking about this is when, you know, when I talk about how a toxic narcissist will, will try to set a stage to where you fall into it, I think we all could basically do that. Right, we could turn around and pinpoint focus on the faults of our ex with our kids to point out, you know, oh well, it's so sad your mom does this, like for in my situation. And guys and gals, don't do it. It's just it's 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 like bad karma. You know, dipping your toe into that evil cesspool and thinking that you're gonna get out unscathed, that nothing's gonna go black nothing will blow back on you is, is naive. I actually had a conversation with a coaching client I was working with and he was asking me some of that. He's like, well, what if I just played these games? What if I, I did the same tactics, you know? And the reality is statistically our children are more likely it, it, we, we have to give them some stability. 
because the the reports and evidence is in that when everything is a mess, kids turn to substance abuse, self-harm, you know, elimination or self-deletion. Uh, and, you know, it's like, again, it goes back to what I've talked about in the past with focusing on winning the war or the battle. Sure, you could fight every battle, but what are you going to lose? What's it going to cost you? Is it really moving the needle to get you where you want to go and what you want to do? Now, there might be a time where your goal is to cause the other person pain, to make them feel what you're feeling or, you know, the motive is more on that immediate goal. If you are focusing on that, and, and unfortunately, there was a period of time where that was kind of my focus. But it, it doesn't help you. And in my situation, I had to beat my head against the wall quite a few times to realize that it just wasn't really moving the needle. And it absolutely wasn't helping me. So be very careful of that. I'm going to pull that comment back up. Um, wait, where did it go? Yeah, Jeff had said, I won't, I won't even attempt to use narc tactics. She's already trying to tell the kids that I'm the narc. They're fortunately old enough to have some understanding and come ask me about this stuff. And so again, I mean, cause here's the deal. If he played that game, it's just going to make it more confusing for the kids. Obviously it's going to give a, a, somebody who's targeting you more pinpointed evidence to, to justify their story. It's just live your life the way you're supposed to live it. Let them expose themselves and give yourself and your kids as much peace and stability as you possibly can and it will pay off it may not feel like it and it takes time it's like you know it's kind of like the whole working out thing right it's like well you can eat bonbons and you know let your health go or you can go and you can work I don't know why I'm using a workout analogy but but I think it makes sense right you know you've got to do the long-term plan and a lot oftentimes it's painful but the payoff is worth it in the end Jokelman says to Linda, I think, let me hit the, that again. Um, I think my family of origin would too. Actually, I remembered my narc mom freaking out saying, I don't know, uh, don't know you anymore. I can't, oh, this is awesome. Tim says, I keep a gray rock on my desk to remind me. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, tickle in the nose. I thought I was going to sneeze. Linda says, yeah, you got to be careful enough to stay under the radar if you want to keep a superficial relationship with your extended family. Yeah, again, it's about boundaries, right? I mean, it's like if you're if you're in a situation where, I mean, obviously I would prefer all you guys just eliminate these folks out of your life, even if it's family. But I mean, if you have to have a superficial relationship, you just have your game face on. When you have to get in into those interactions, you understand what you're expecting. You under you know you anticipate the provocations and the pokes and the boops and don't uh, you know? I mean, even to yourself, just kind of laugh about it. It's like, well, I was wondering how long it did it. And I mean, like I've heard people say before, it's like you know, it would be good to say you know you get into a situation, they do something, and then look at your clock and say. Wow, that only took you three and a half minutes to, you know, do that. Don't do that. Because again, that's 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 feeding into their into their game and giving them the reaction they want. Anyways. Oh, I did open up the phone lines if you want to call in. The number is 844-598-0012. So I finally did turn that on. So um, and this is only going to seven because seven AM Pacific, because I do have to run off to work and make make money. <laughs> so Oh, Leslie says I'm putting my energy in trying to figure out why I let myself get fooled by a narcissist. I you know, I think the simple answer, not that anything is simple on this, like for me, it was family of origin imprinted all this self-doubt and self-loathing and all that crap. So when I, when, when people treat you badly subconsciously, you kind of feel like that's your normal. It feels like home. And that's where, 
you can find yourself, you know, like for me, I had most of the people in my, you know, circle, not circle of influence, but my friends and family all were toxic, you know, so breaking free from that was really tough. Hopefully you're doing well on that, Leslie. Miami Babe says, I hate the backlash when kids are having a good time. I always wait for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, the, you know, and the, the interesting part about that is you, you got to enjoy the time you have when you're doing something and when they're happy and, and learn to enjoy the moment. I used to have a hard time with that where I would be like, wow, I'm so busy. Like I'm thinking about it in a work scenario. And this is kind of where I, I figured out this technique is because, you know, I would have a victory, but I'd have a bunch of stuff going on. I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I'll enjoy that victory at the end of the day once I get all this other stuff done. And then by the end of the day, some catastrophe would happen where I didn't even get to enjoy the victory. So I, I started pivoting to, you know, pause for a moment to enjoy what's going on. You know, not, not enjoy the benefit, but, you know, to feel and, and get the benefit in the moment. You know, I mean, I had to, which what Miami Bay was talking about. I mean, I had that happen a lot with the kids. We'd do something. It would be great. And then after they would go back to mom's and then come back over to my place, then it would be like, well, that wasn't that much fun or, you know, this was better or whatever. And it's like, what the hell? I mean, when we were there, I mean, it's like, do you want to watch the video of how happy you were? Anyways. Ethereal now says, I am dead. What does that mean? You said that the other day. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Okay, that's someone else talking about Yellow Rock. Loop Breaker. Paul says Loop Breaker. I'm not exactly sure what that's to. All right. I'm searching through the comments. <laughs> Diane says you can call this, quote, Spotted unicorn disease doesn't matter. Unhealthy. That's pretty funny. Uh, see, this is a good comment, Leslie. And this is it's it's a it's a hard part of this. You know, Leslie says, "Remember, you're talking about your children's DNA," and that's a tough part, right? Because when, like, when a parent is bad mouthing the other parent. The kid is left there feeling confused because it's like, well, so is part of me bad. You know that, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it really starts setting the stage for things to be, be not, it's setting the kids up to have to repeat this crap later in life. So you gotta be careful what you say, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough balance. It's re it really is a tough balance because, you know, if you don't say anything like my dad never really said anything bad about my mom until later. <laughs> and, you know, and then the problem with that is then, then it's a vacuum, right? I mean, it's like, there's no counter story to what you're being programmed with. So, I mean, but it, it's, but it's tough. You can't go completely, you know, not saying anything is not good saying too much. And I did that with my son. I way overshared and whenever I, and that's why I tell you guys, if you, if your kids seem like they're having an epiphany, hold back on letting the floodgates open. I made that mistake with my son and I was making progress. I thought I was making progress with him. And I had some people basically tell me, it's like, you know, you're, you're going a little too far. You need to back off. And then I didn't, I didn't understand it until basically the relationship with my son when he was in senior in high school nearly blew apart at the seams almost actually it was right after he turned 18 he turned 18 because he was still in school and then everything it was like the floor got ripped out and and I know now it was you know the ex was able to wedge issue that he probably said some stuff to her she was able to spin it and then it just completely undermined all the progress that I had made so it's, it's, you got to be really careful of it.
Hmm. Ted says to, to me, I, I once had a girlfriend try to gaslight me with uh, the dirty lie that, quote, only I will ever know the truth. God, that's ominous. <laughs> Diane says, bottom line, you're showing your kids how to be strong and not, uh, and not reacting rather than just telling them. I think I missed part of that. Oh, I, oh, you know what? I got to work on the pen comment. Joel Clement saying I should have pinned the, the, the uh, what you call it. Oh, the call-in line is, all right, let me move that up. That might fix that. Successful MD says such people are better actors than those in Holly Weird. Yeah, it's crazy. They and they I'm just I'm having this flashback of Amber Heard on the stand. That was just a train wreck. That was like just talk about exposing somebody. And again, that's a good example of how they these folks will just burn everything to the ground thinking and believing their own story, their own version. I mean, she should have, as soon as they said they were going to televise that, she should have settled that. But she completely lit herself on fire. All right. Leslie says, Dave, uh, who's Dave? Do, 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 scrolling. Well, I'm not going to scroll back. Where is it? Uh, it says, after 10 years of studying this phenomenon, I'm happy to say I can honestly spot toxic 100 miles away. And yes, I was groomed for it with my family of origin. You know, and it's so, it's so counterintuitive because you would think if you grew up with this crap that we would be able to recognize it at an, like instinctively and get away from it. But the sad reality is, is that we get these, you know, when you're groomed for this, it becomes your your comfort, you know, your subconscious expectation. So you pull it to you. It's so weird because, like I said, I think that you should, you know, we shouldn't have to spend a decade of time to be able to do this. It should just be, you know, you would think that the person who's like, man, I've never experienced someone like this. And those are the those are the people who, when they 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 fundamentally will recognize something is wrong. That's how I can always tell when I'm talking to somebody if what the time of their relationship is. If they tell me, you know, I was in this relationship for two decades, they had a family of origin problem. If I'm talking to them, actually, I had this. A friend of mine, one of my camping buddies was going through this. And, uh, you know, his relationship blew apart under two years. And, and I asked him, I said, well, how are your parents? He goes, oh, they're great. Been married, you know, my entire life. You know, I have a great relationship with my mom and my dad. Everything's great. And I'm like, well, there you go, right? I mean, it's like, so he was fundamentally able to recognize. It took him, I mean, he was feeling like crap for probably about nine months. But it was like something is wrong. You know, this isn't right. And uh, he was able to escape without kids or any major problems. So lucky for him. See, somebody's got to give me something that I can I can hit the button for the applause. Let's see. Ted says, to protect yourself from gaslighting, you must also refuse to debate and argue about the past with the narcissist. They will try to argue about the past with you and rewrite history. Yeah, engaging with them is just a lost cause. And again, you know, and, and, I, and, they'll, and I think a lot of times they do that to try to get you to argue. It's like, well, that didn't happen. Yes, it did. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's again, they don't care about the truth. They care about, they care about, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, getting a reaction from you. I was going to say winning, but, but that's the problem with saying they're trying to win. It's like, well, what's a win to, to them? 
And oftentimes we, we look at it, and I was talking about this earlier, oftentimes we look at it as a win that would be a win for us. It's not the same thing. They expect a reaction. We expect a, a uh, not a reaction, but a change or a victory point. Or, you know, it's like, hey, I'm trying to say that, uh, you know, this is the way it should go. So it going that way is the win. To them, you arguing is the win. So if they get what they want, it doesn't matter because you engaged. You, you gave them the victory. That was the victory. And this is why even if you acquiesce and you do what they want, they still won't be happy. Or they'll pretend that you didn't do. They'll, they'll still try to make it a problem because you, you saying, yeah, sure, we can do that, isn't what they're looking for. They're looking for you to fight with them. And unfortunately, kids... Having kids with these people gives them just an, an, an endless opportunity to play games. You know, it's like, well, you want them to play basketball? Well, I want them to do basket weaving. You know, I mean, it's just like how, to, how do they cause stress and consternation? I hate that word, but, but that, and that one time I think that works. Oh, no. Miami Babe says DSCR oldest is back with mom and fully alienated again. They are 18 years old and now nothing we can do. Yeah, the only thing you can do on that is keep the door open. So, But the problem is, I mean, I'm kind of dealing with this now. You know, it's like out of sight, out of mind. You know, now they don't have to show up with, uh, show up and, and come visit. So it's easy for it not to happen. I mean, honestly, that's exactly kind of what happened with me and with my dad. You know, when my mom was able to convince me that I didn't need to go see him anymore, it just gets out of sight, out of mind, right? I mean, like you, you, you add your own stuff. I mean, it's like, I don't even know how to, how to word it, but so hang in there, Miami, babe, you know, keep the door open. Don't, I know it's tough for you guys. Uh, it's, you know, it's hard whenever you're trying to, trying to help and it's like ignored or you know, not even acknowledged. You, all we can do is the best we can. We were talking about that yesterday. All right. Leslie says they all go by the same playbook. It is incredible how that is the case. Ted says, uh, fluff their ego and let them think they are winning. I do agree with let them think they're winning. Fluff their ego. I'm not sure what you mean by that. I mean, it's like, are you saying, you know, like in my situation, I'd say, oh, you're such a great mom. I don't know how that would have worked. I, I obviously didn't do that because I don't believe that. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I did have early on in the channel, we had somebody who was playing that game. And it blew up in their face. The problem with interacting with these folks is they don't operate in the same, you know, they're not, they're not running the same operating system as everybody else. And as a result of that, we can really get ourselves in a pickle, giving them too much access to us. I guess I'll put it that way. Oh. Man, the hour is just flying by, even though it's like it's flying by, but it also feels it also feels slow. Uh, oh, that's funny. Oh, Leslie says when she said Dave, it was thinking I'm no, nope, I am Dwayne. Delta Uniform Alpha November Echo. Or as most people do it, what Dwayne D W A Y N E. But either one works. And I missed a comment trying to uh, trying to find it, but I, I should have hit the favorite button so I could get back to it. I Tumblr says, DSD, good morning. Thanks for letting me call yesterday. No, thanks for calling, man. That was a good discussion. I think there's a lot of little nuggets out of that. 
Um, I would take that and turn that into a standalone video, but because the first part of our conversation when you called in was focusing on my thing, I don't want to make it super easy for people to find that part, if you know what I'm saying. Anyways. Successful MD says engaging gives the, gives the super energy to try and destroy you. Yeah, it opens the door. You know, and, and, and so here, here's the thing I do want to say on that. I think, unfortunately, a lot of us have to try, go back to the well, so to speak, to test our theory of, of how toxic this person is. I know I did that myself. And unfortunately, re the reality is, at least in my experience and in working with people, you give them access to you and they typically, as soon as they get close, they will try to stab you figuratively. So you have to just, it's like you, you got to keep your defenses up and engaging with them is, I mean, you really got to question what, you know, what's happened. Do you really have to do it? Do you really have to? Most of the time, I think the answer is no. I mean, that's that's the whole, the, the underlying concept of, I'm going to try to pull this up, of hybrid no contact. This, this technique right here is like, how do you only respond to what you absolutely have to? Like in hybrid no contact, if they're sending you, you know, you're a piece of crap and you're a horrible parent and, you know, you do this and you do that. And Timmy has to go to the doctor's appointment tomorrow at 10. Can you pick him up? You know, and if they send you a 12 page narrative about how much of a piece of crap and you see that one bullet in there that says that, then you would say, sure, I can pick up Timmy at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Not a big deal. And ignore everything else. And that actually will probably drive them more crazy than, uh, you know, probably what they would do. Typical response would be, well, obviously, since you didn't acknowledge in it, you're saying it's true, right? Because they're trying to get you to respond. Uh, unfortunately, I can't tell you how that worked out because uh, uh, I don't think my ex ever did that because by the time I got to the hybrid no contact, um, the boundaries and the walls were pretty pretty stable. Oh, Diane says, I was married for 22 years with my parents. Oh, I'm sorry, not with my parents. And my parents have been happily married for over 60 they truly like each other. Well, you would be, Diane, would be the anomaly then because I haven't seen that. Normally, I have not actually talked to somebody who had a good, stable, loving relationship with their parents, you know, got their emotional needs met when they were a kid and then ended up in a toxic relationship that lasted for decades. Now, maybe what happened is I can see if you get in a scenario where you get with a toxic person, then you have kids, you have a life, and then it makes it harder to leave. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting some. Maybe you could send me an email. I'd like to, I'd like to deep dive a little bit more offline on that. Uh, you went on to say, my parents have been my rocks. I think I just stayed together because of the kids, which was the lesser of the two evils. Okay, well, I think I, I just, <laughs> I, was, I was just guessing that. So, yeah, it's tough, right? I mean, because, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people say, it's like, well, what if I just stayed? You know, then I could, you know, I could be, not be fighting. I'd be more in the kids' lives to try to provide stability. It just depends on how it plays out. Now, the problem oftentimes is, you still never know what they're going to do, right? I mean, you know, you could say, okay, well, I'm not going to leave. And then maybe they're going to leave. We are running down to the wire. We got five minutes left, everybody. Successful MD says your current, your attention is currency. I don't know if I read that before, but that is spot on. Absolutely. Leslie says they try to throw their miserable attitude on you. And when you finally get upset and get derailed, then they, 
Then they get relief and become happy. It's so weird. Oh my God, Leslie, I used to deal with that all the freaking time. If I came home and I had a really great day, I had some victory, by the end of the day, something would go wrong. And it was, I mean, later, it, it really just seemed like, oh, I can't be, you know, I can't be happy. We can't do this. You know, it's like, no, 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 you cannot have a good day unless I say you can have a good day, which is really frustrating. I am probably going to have to turn off the phone lines because we don't, well, we might have enough time. There's actually, there is a caller. I'm going to go ahead and go to it, but we are really low on time. So let me hide the comment and go. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Dwayne. Hey, how's it going? We only Jack. have a few minutes, unfortunately. I know we're we're down to the wire. I just wanted to know if we could touch on uh, exit strategies again, as a, in, in addition to disarming. Oh, that's a good idea. Exit. As in getting getting out of a tough situation. Like, give me give me an example. What do you mean? Okay, so we'll remember when we talked about this, and I know my situation is different, but I think it will still apply to just about everybody. When you have to engage with a narcissist because kids or because holidays or what have you, when it all gets to be too much a phrase, um, a alibi, a legitimate excuse that allows you to get yourself out of that situation. The, the, for the, for the, Simi and I, it's been... Yeah, I would say the easiest thing is have a hard stop that you have to leave, right? Oh, I'd love to be able to stay, mm -hmm. but we have to go, we have a, a doctor's appointment or, you know, or something. Come up with something that you have to leave on, right? You know, so that way, yes. th that way you have that... I love that example too. Yeah, that I mean, you know. I mean, for for Simi and I, it was often we have to go because kids school, and I know that doesn't always work. But the one that oh yeah, they can believe even if it's not the truth. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, it's like uh, find something that I'm trying to think what I would come up with. I mean, it would be you know, oh, I'm going to the radio club, you know, like the ham radio club thing, or. Or I'm supposed to uh, go pick something up at the store, you know, or whatever. You know, I mean, you just come up with right. with with an ex with a reason why you have to cut things short, you know. And then that, you know, and then it kind of would disarm them. Like, well, you're just, you know, you're you're upset. No, I'm not upset. I just I have to go. You know, it was great seeing you. <laughs> great scene. It was nice seeing you all. And uh, you know, I mean, like kind of like right now. It's like, hey, uh, I got. I got, you know, 60 seconds before I have to leave, you know? So, but, but thing that's, that the, the key is to have that exit strategy and that plan before you, before you get in, in the mode, right? So that way it's in the back of your mind. Thank so you. you're not, you, what you don't want to yeah. be is you walk into a situation that, you know, potentially can be uncomfortable. And then you're like, oh crap, how do I get out of it? You should be thinking about that first. I mean, I used to do that with my ex all the time. It's like, okay, what if she says this? Now, a lot of times she wouldn't, but I was always anticipating a poke and how I would deal with that. All right. Unfortunately, I do have to run. So I'm going to drop that. And uh, what I will do now is I will go. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it thing I want to do now is thank the channel members and on the screen you'll see the gifted memberships from the other day too. These are the folks that have graciously hit the join button to support the channel and keep the phone lines and everything open. I really appreciate the support. Everything you guys do is greatly appreciated. Hope you enjoyed today's show and uh, help you start your week right. Uh, if you have an idea of a topic you want me to cover for tomorrow's show, just leave those in the comments down below, and uh, I may pluck it out and turn it into the first part of the show. And on that, have the great rest of your day, and I will see you guys back here tomorrow at 6 a.m. Pacific. <laughs>